Hello? You play to win the game. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Claws to the Wall. I am your host, Isaiah Garner, and I am joined by my original co-hosts, Justin and Kobe. And returning back to Claws to the Wall, we have Kayla. If you guys are listening on Apple and Spotify, please leave a rating, leave a like, leave a comment, follow the podcast. If you guys are watching on YouTube right now, subscribe, turn on notifications so you always know when we're posting. You know, it's it's a great it's a great Wednesday. So, and you know what? We're just gonna get straight to it. We're gonna talk about Texas State. Some big news that just happened. Caleb Asbury is entering the transfer portal. One of our one of our main pieces to the basketball team. He officially announced he's entering the transfer portal with the possibility of playing pro. Um, I don't know if it necessarily came out of left field, but it was still nevertheless a shock. So I wanted to ask y'all, how do y'all feel about that? What's y'all's reactions to Caleb Asbury no longer being a part of our program? Well, I mean, this is the modern, this is how college sports are nowadays. You know, it's really interesting that many players, if they do not think this team is what's fit for them, they can go wherever the heck they want, correct? Now, Caleb Asbury, he is an amazing player. He's averaged great numbers. He's been player of Sunbelt, he's been Sunbelt Conference Player of the Week multiple times. Um, He's been, they're back-to-back champions with him, and it's very interesting to see where he'll go. I just want to say, like, I'm not even mad because I respect the guy. He got us these two back-to-back championships, and I mean, we did not go far in the tournament, that's true. <laughs> but I'm just going to say without his offensive load, I don't know how our standings would have been for the past few years. And I really respect the guy. I don't know where he'll play. I, I really don't. Um, I think, I don't know. It could have been risky for him. This may change his, you know, you know, every player kind of has like a draft stock or like a, a value to them. And you're, you're leaving right now in your, your later years, you're more of a senior. Not many people want to pick up, you know, I mean, some people do want that leadership that, you know, the senior mentality, but most people want them young, young guns. Like we've seen throughout this Sunbelt, like we have young players that are amazing, but they're on teams that are 12 seeds like ULM and stuff. So um, very interesting, very interesting news. Very excited to see wherever he goes, but. What a great career you had here. Yeah, I mean, as a Texas State fan, you're probably, like, disappointed because he is literally probably uh, arguably one of the best players on the team. But, I mean, maybe, you know, maybe this could be a big step for him. Maybe he can find a better, you know, better college team that, you know, kind of has a little bit of a better program. But, honestly, but his career here, I mean, I mean, you got nothing but greatness in him. And I see him, I do see him going far, maybe possibly the NBA if possible. But I mean, I hate the fact he's leaving, but I loved, I loved watching him play. I thought he was, you know, absolutely great, great uh, playing for the Bobcats. Um, I I wish him nothing but luck and the best because I know entering the transfer portal is tough, especially in, in really in any sport, especially in basketball and football primarily. But uh, I wish him nothing but but the best and uh, all greatness to him, man, for real. Yeah, kind of piggybacking off what y'all said. As a fan, it sucks to see, but I mean, he has a career at the end of the day. He kind of wants to, I probably wants to go far in, so I kind of understand it. Um, but yeah, like you guys said, I wish him nothing but the best. I can't wait to see where he lands. I think that's going to be the biggest either shock or like, question mark. But And I also can't, like, I want to know how it's going to affect the other guys, because I know like maybe two other ones had another year. So I want to see what they do. 
and how they maybe TJV builds after that. So I think it's going to be interesting. And it's also yeah. interesting to see, you know, what Coach Johnson is going to bring in during this offseason, you know, with Caleb Asbury missing. How are you going to fill that offensive piece? Are you going to have to step up? Are younger players going to have to step up into that role? And you're going to have to find new bench players or support it. So it's very interesting to see what this does to the chemistry. I, I do not know if, uh, you know, Mason Harrell's playing again. I think that was his last year. I'm not sure for some of those players. But it's very interesting to see how they're going to replace that piece. And I'm, I'm very interested to see how Coach Johnson plans on doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Especially after winning the regular season Sun Belt twice uh, in his, I guess, first year and a half, one as an interim and then the next one as a full head coach. So we'll see how they're able to respond, because I don't think even though they unfortunately had their shortcomings in the tournament, I don't think it was any question going into next year. They were still regarded as one of the favorites to to, to you know, make make the dance. So we'll see how they respond to that. So, but nevertheless, uh, we wish him nothing but the best for his future career, whether he does attempt to go pro or just ends up at another college program. We wish him nothing but the best. So we're rooting for him. Thank you for all the things you've done for Texas State. You know, it definitely won't be forgotten. So with that being said, we are going to switch over to Texas State baseball. That is the only game that's happened since we last recorded and spoke and unfortunately they lost two to four but at the end of the day I don't think it was necessarily a bad loss um you could probably say maybe they got caught sleeping you know after an eight game one streak that could be the case but at the end of the day you can't win them all still 18 and four um again their first loss in eight games so how, how do y'all feel about that about that game and uh the baseball team overall I mean, this was uh, I wouldn't call this was kind of the sleeper that I was I was hoping it would be, but I was surprised that they. I mean, I was surprised that they did lose, but I'm glad it was it was closer than a lot of people thought. But honestly, I don't think this loss really hurt them much. I know, I mean, it's a loss, and nobody wants to lose anything. But I mean, it's just I mean, it's one of those it's one of those games where you don't want to sleep on a certain team, especially if they're not in your conference either so i mean i mean the loss yeah it's a loss but i think they'll they'll move on for it and uh you know the teams is still doing good you know they're still you know the big powerhouse team in the sun belt still so uh you know i got i honestly have no worries for this uh they got you know coastal carolina coming up in the in another conference series so i think this will be like a big momentum shift especially after a loss because you don't want to lose and stuff and then go into a series and then possibly lose more like i think this is a rebuilding process for them to possibly win and could sweep the series i think yeah it's just you know in most teams when you're on an eight game win streak the one side effect of that is complacency complacency thinking that the next one is just going to be another w on the pile and you really go in there and you start to ease up in practice you think oh we just got this you know and you really you can't have that mindset when you go into those games um especially against a team like we've seen them beat ut number one team in the nation right and then and then they go play uh this was incarnate ward correct and they um you know they lose and then that could be complacency or that could just be a fluke night we're not sure but 18 and 4 is still a beautiful record in my book and one of the best ones we've had in recent years so i say continue it and uh don't even i mean just you, you gotta have that goldfish brain as john carlo always says you know you just gotta just forget about loss and just keep going so that's what they're gonna do just keep swimming so i think um you know we'll see that 
Yeah, I think they'll be fine. Like like y'all said, it was a sleeper game. There could have been so many reasons as the what contributed to that loss. But I don't think it's anything to look at new, especially with conference coming up. You don't want to go into a conference game thinking about a game that I don't want to say doesn't matter, but it really doesn't matter. Um, so yeah, just like we all said, rebuild, go into next week or the next game stronger and knowing what you have to do. Yeah, as you said, uh, Kobe, uh, they have a they have a three game trip against uh, Coastal Carolina. Actually, that will be at home. I apologize. They'll be playing Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at home. Friday at six p.m., Saturday at two thirty p.m., and Sunday at one p.m. Sun Belt Conference play. So now we're kind of getting into the the late start of the season. So hopefully, we can come out with a sweep there at the least you know went two to one and start getting those conference wins rolling so shout out to them uh texas state softball they have not played but they will play today wednesday um i believe it's at home against ut so shout out to them hopefully they can get a big win off there and kind of kickstart their season as well or not kickstart their season but kind of get the ball rolling and start getting some consistent wins up under their belt so y'all go support texas state softball as well so now we are going to shift gears. We're going to talk about March Madness because Thursday, the Sweet 16 round start. There's already been some crazy games. You know, St. Peter's, you know, the Cinderella this year. Uh, there's always got to be one. And right now they're at 15C. You know, they're, um, they've been playing really good as of late. Um, this is exactly why I don't do brackets because they easily would have busted it. So <laughs> we got Sweet 16, you know, a couple couple high-ring things like Iowa State and Miami. You know, we got the story of Duke, Coach K's last season. So I want to know who do y'all have in the final four? Who do y'all have to win it all? Who do you want to see win it all if you don't have a preference? You know, just getting, getting down to the wire. All right. Here it is. This is this is this is where I go off. All right, Saint Peter's, great freaking team. Love them. Banks, don't even know his first name. Guys, the hot pink shoes. That man can make every bucket that he throws up in the air. What a love! I love that. Um, but what team do I want to see win? The same team that deserved to win last year but got removed from a stupid half court buzzer beater by the man named Jalen Suggs. And this is UCLA led by Johnny Juzang, Tiger Campbell, uh, you know Jaime Hawkes Jr. What an amazing ball club! The only ball club that's going to be Gonzaga, and that will be the final two again. I, I, I mean, it would be amazing to see. I would love that. Um, but UCLA is not going to lose to Gonzaga again. They have that chip on their shoulder and they're out there killing it. If you watch UCLA game, you would love this team. Such beautiful chemistry, such a beautiful teamwork. I want UCLA to win. Now you may think, well, Justin, you're from Houston. Why the heck are you not going for Houston? I'm like, hey, look, I like Houston too. So that's my, like my second pick UCLA, Houston, St. Peter's. And then my fourth one. Hmm. I think I want, yeah, sure, Gonzaga can go just for a little bit for the Final Four, but then they're going to lose in the Final Four to UCLA. So UCLA is going to win it. There you go. That's Justin's bracket. March Madness. There we go. <laughs> oh, my goodness, Justin. You were something else, I swear. <laughs> um, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like you said, I love Cinderella teams. You know, we witnessed Loyola Chicago a couple of years ago, make it all the way to the Final Four. You know, that was special, but... I mean, sometimes Cinderella stories kind of die sometimes, and I don't see St. Peter's kind of going far. If they make it to the Final Four, I'll be pleased, you know, because honestly, I was expecting them to go this far. Um, but my sleeper in this is Michigan. I'm serious, because 
I know after this past after last season, they were really heartbroken last season. So I mean, it's it's so tight right now. But if I had to pick a final four right now, I still have Tech in there. I still have Texas Tech. I love Coach K, but he's gonna go down. I have Tech, Michigan, Houston, and Purdue in the final four. Mm-mm. Well, I made a bracket this year. And in my final four, <laughs> no, I'm in first. I'm competing with my family. I'm in first. I have Arizona, Kansas, Gonzaga, and then I had Baylor. They disappointed me so much. That was so sad to see. But um, I actually got to go to the games and watch them. And one team I was so surprised to see was UNC. I did not know they were that good. Like that Brady, that Brady Manning kid, he is so good. And in that Baylor game, when he got ejected for a flagrant two which I don't think was a flagrant two and Baylor was coming back I was getting a little worried I was like you removed one of the best players and you're seeing this happen but I mean I I have Gonzaga win it all but I honestly would root for UNC I think they're gonna they're gonna win it all yeah um I don't really do brackets and stuff like that because anytime I pick somebody they get blown out like in round two so I don't do that, but um, I'm going for Duke, uh, Coach K. We we know we know what coach he is. I mean, why not write it out on top? I think that's the only one I want to root for. Um, I mean, if not St. Peter's winning, well, I mean, 15 seed, that's always cool too. I love an underdog story, so I'll take 15, but I'm rooting for Duke. I think Duke, um, what better way to send Coach K off than with a championship? You know, Hall of Fame coach, one of the greatest of all time. I think he easily could have been one of the top NBA coaches of all time if he really wanted to. But, you know, we that when you think of Duke, you think of him. And all the players that came through his program, past, present, and even future. So uh, shout, out, shout out to Coach K for putting out all that. So I'm rooting for him. So March Madness started back on, starting back up on Thursday. So, yeah, watch that. Tune in, and we'll be back on Monday to talk about it. So that's March Madness. Um, now we're going to get into a little debate um over these two players that shockingly is a bigger debate than I thought it would be like period but we and this is NFL we're going to talk about two quarterbacks and we're going to see we're going to debate which one is is greater because when you say better and greater it's two different things so the greater quarterback and it's Ben Roethlisberger versus Eli Manning so I want to know, I'm going to start with you, Kobe, since pretty much know where you are and you're the Steelers fan. You know where I'm going to go with this. But I want to know why. Well, let me see. Well, let me go ahead and just, let me just go ahead and give my little recap real quick. Big Ben. First, first year in the league. Made it to the AFC Championship against Tom Brady and lost. With the bus, Jerome Bettis. Mm-hmm. Following year, got to the Super Bowl, beat a good team, a very good Seattle team, a Seahawks team, in his second season in being in the NFL. The dude is just clutch. I understand that that people say would say Eli because of him being Tom Brady twice in the Super Bowl. I get that, 
But if you want to look at who had a better career and who had just better like overall play altogether, it's Big Ben. He's one of the most like clutchest quarterbacks in well was the clutchest quarterbacks until he retired in the National Football League. And I will stand by that to this day, unless someone tells me otherwise that he's he's like the clutchest quarterback in the NFL. To this day. Floor yours. All right. Wait, repeat. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Repeat that last thing you just said. Clutches quarterback in the NFL was. Ben? Yes. Well, that's a whole other debate, guys. No, no, no. Now, go ahead, go ahead. All right. Between Big Ben and Eli, my opinion here. So I'm going to have to agree with the big Steeler fan here. I think Ben is better than Eli. And the only reason why is I'm going to throw out this little fact here. Okay. Eli Manning has never led in any season in yards or touchdowns, but he's led in interceptions three times in his career, okay? Ben has never done that. I mean, Eli is the one that – that was Eli right there. So he's never led in yards or touchdowns, but he's led in interceptions three years in his career. Um, then that says something right there, like at the quarterback comparison. That's that Ben, no, Ben has never led an interception in his career. So I think that already kind of maybe that literally like is the the brick on top of this argument. Like that is the the really big Kahuna. Like that's the facts, man. Like I'm just saying it right there. Okay. But Isaiah, I really, or Kayla, I really want to hear what you're trying to say. If you're trying to go for Eli, good luck. I mean, I would just pick Eli because uh, what Kobe said, he beat Tom Brady twice. I mean, I don't really know. I'm going to be honest. I don't really know a lot about either of them. But I think Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. He's the GOAT. So if you beat the GOAT, you got to get some – you got to have some credit. So, I mean, I think – I mean, both of them are obviously very accomplished, but I just – I think Eli takes the cake right now. Hmm. Kobe, let me ask you a question. (laughs) I'm listening. How many years did Big Ben play in the NFL? Twenty about twenty years. No, I'm sorry. Excuse me. About eighteen years. Eighteen years. Jeez. And he won a Super Bowl in what year? Two thousand five and two thousand eight. So his second and fifth year in the league. Mm-hmm. What did he do after those thirteen? I mean, after that fifth year, what did he do the next thirteen? I'll admit he didn't get he didn't get back there, but he did get back there. But Aaron Rodgers defeated him. Now that I didn't, and remember. that was in 2010 because it was 2010. after the Saints one. So, so even if you want to say that, cool. What if you do the next eight? I'll admit not much, but and then in that first one, in that first one, wouldn't you say it was more the defense and and him getting carried there? Because I mean he wasn't great. I mean, he oh. wasn't fantastic. He, I mean, he had he got drafted into. A I mean, fantastic don't. I mean, situation. don't get me lying. Don't get me wrong. Like by the time he got to Pittsburgh, already there already was loaded with like stars mm-hmm. in the NFL. So mm-hmm. I'm not disregarding that. I'm just saying, as far as having a better career than say like like Eli or or Matt Ryan, I'll even put throw Matt Ryan into this mix. Or Matt um, Ryan don't have rings. I know, <laughs> I know, but as far as like, you know, stat wise, you know, but I'm talking about the adversity Ben Roethlisberger does because for a big man, he, for a big man, for a big man quarterback, he can actually move in the pocket. That's a lot of things that a lot of quarterbacks don't do, especially as a big man. 
So for him to do that and for him to have like just a different aspect of just throwing the ball and, you know, having clutch drives almost in and every week, every season, like, I mean, you can't, you can't complain about that. You know, I know Super Bowl is really where it should be at, but honestly, just, I mean, stats, stats and, you know, rings honestly like get you far, I think. Yeah. Um, I want to go back to that little uh, most clutch quarterback in the NFL thing because if he was so clutch, why did he keep losing after his second ring in the playoffs in games that mattered most? Why did he keep losing? Bad decisions? I can say that. Does that make you clutch? Does that not make you – does that – I mean, I could say he was once upon a time. Maybe. What do you mean? What is that supposed to mean? That's not his, I'm sorry. I can't consider you clutch if every year, like, I'm not going to say it was every time, but there are multiple games where Big Ben was the reason they didn't win. As opposed, like, when I'm, what I mean by that is, because let me correct that. I won't say he's the reason they didn't win, but in crunch time, he didn't make the plays he needed to make. And That's so, understandable. So I don't understand how you can call him one of the most clutch quarterbacks ever. You said ever. And there's well, like okay. so many, even if there's you want to so, go okay, his th- time period, there's I would say so many t- quarterbacks. I would, I would say at pick. least in his, like maybe early stages of his career. Yeah. But kind of in his like late stage, not really. No. What do you consider early stage? So maybe, so probably after, uh, like, from his beginning of his career to say about when Antonio Brown was a rookie in the NFL. What year did Antonio Brown get drafted? 2015? 20, mm-mm, no, like 20, 20 like 2010. We don't have to check that. I don't think Antonio Brown was in the league at 2010. He should have been. I don't know about all that. I have to double check. That sounds, that's 12 years ago. I know. Like, that. That's kind of, that's actually how old he is. I'm not going to lie. Is he really? Yeah. He's been been the, he, yeah. And Tony Brown's been at least like now, well now 12 years, but I don't know where he's at. Oh, now. okay. Yeah, no, I'll give you that. All right. So 2010. So. So about that, about that range, about that range. But after that, it just, it just kind of just sunk and just. So from, oh, so from. For eight years, yeah, wasn't doing what he needed to do. I mean, I mean, but look, we're not looking at the every single season for those eight years, his stats because he could have been doing great. There's so many other factors that are on a team that are not just a freaking quarterback. Like, there's so many. I, other I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just more focused on the clutch part because nobody called Matt Staff Matt Stafford clutch until he got oh, his little playoff oh, yeah, I have, I, but I nobody was calling him that until he got until he got this little Super Bowl run, and, oh, not, and then I'm he did it when it mattered Matthew most. Stafford. No, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So we're gonna keep that same energy, you know. Like I've seen Eli Manning walk into the playoffs as a six seed twice. Twice. Yeah. Go on a run. Beat beat that beat them Aaron Rodgers led Packers that everybody loves so much. And Brett Favre too. Yeah. And make it to a championship and won twice. So I like for me, for me, regular season <laughs> is cool. But if you don't get it, I mean, because that first Super Bowl, I don't put that on him. If you want to give him the second one, 
fine. But <laughs> that first Super Bowl, he can't. Nah, I'm, I'm not giving him that because. You're right. gonna give it so you give it. I'm, I'm assuming you're giving it to their defense. I'm assuming I'm giving it to the fact that he came into a loaded team and was honestly just a game manager. Like, yeah, he did his job, but it's not like he came in and was like, Oh, I'm gonna wow this place up and drop 350 and four tutties. And you know, it wasn't nothing like that. If you want to give him the second one because of the pass that still to this day don't know how it was caught, cool, I'll give you that one. But as far as as far as all time. Eli Manning, like if we want to go clutch, I feel like Eli Manning is definitely more because he did it when it mattered most. He did it when it mattered most more often than Ben did. And I just remember there was all these games where Ben just kept losing, whether it was to the Ravens, whether it was to the Patriots, like, like why do you, yeah. well, we criticize Peyton Manning for always losing to Brady. I don't understand how Ben don't get that same like he had Le'Veon, he had Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. They couldn't do nothing with it. Oh, remind me. Couldn't do nothing with it. Like Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown at the time were regarded as the best at their position, if well, not top three. Well, at the same time, they were also dealing, if I'm not mistaken, they were also well, okay. So here's the thing. So Le'Veon Bell was dealing with contract, well, with contract issues during the season because he was franchise tagged three times in the past few years that he was with Pittsburgh. Antonio Brown was having issues in the locker room with his teammates, which I'm not surprised because look where he is now. Nah, nah. It, was, it wasn't his teammates. It was with Ben. It was you with you Ben. Because Ben, was, especially that last year, Ben was throwing everybody up under the bus but him. And Ben was blaming everybody else but him. But even then, Le'Veon Bell, other than the year he sat out, he still played. Yeah, he did. Antonio Brown still played. So, and then they got Juju, and he had a breakout. Still couldn't do nothing. I've seen Eli Manning do a lot more with a lot less. A lot well, less. All I'm going to say is that we could go at this for another hour, and I still think it's still a debate, and I still say Ben. I mean, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, for sure. I just the, – the clutch part is what threw me off. But, no, nah, I just – I just wanted to – I just wanted to know – um because I know you were still his fan. So I like I said, Eli <laughs> versus Ben is a debate that I did not think was as big as it was. So I wanted to bring it here because, or you wanted to bring it here because I wanted to know, you know, how you felt. Because I could care less about either of them. But uh, Eli Manning, yes, I could care less about Ben. Absolutely. Because he so didn't do that for me. Are you thinking Drew Brees right now? Don't bring What about Drew Brees? Are we throwing the quarterback names now? No, no, no. I'm not throwing shit. We didn't get to that day. We can hold get on. to that another I'm not, day. Wait. Hold on. I'm not throwing shades at Drew Brees. I was My just thinking say, that was You don't play with Drew. Bro, I'm just saying that was probably the quarterback <laughs> that was on your mind right now. That's probably... Oh, no, 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 no. Drew Brees is a whole different... I, I, I'll I, go. I can get into that later. So we're we going to date it right there because if we get into Drew Brees, I can... That's a whole different... Whole <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we might come back to that because I, I still think he's better than Peyton Manning. Sneak peek for later. So... That was Eli versus Ben. So to wrap up the show, we're going to recap some NBA news. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to, I want to, I want to get to a certain part, but I'm going to wait for it last because I think what I'm about to say might be a little hot. So first thing, Zion has been shut down for the rest of the season. However, he was posting videos of uh, him working out uh, self alley-oops and stuff. What do you think? What do you think about the whole Zion mess and 
you know, I mean, he'd been out the season. What do you think? Here's the thing. Management is not going to look. Okay. I saw the guy do a self alley dunk right off the backboard between his legs. And when he jumped, the ground was bending. That's what everyone on Twitter is talking about. Bro, look at the ground. Everyone's replaying the video slowly. The ground, the hardwood floor looks like it's like foam, bro. That's how, and no, and I'm not saying he's a big guy. I'm saying this guy is just, just like straight muscle or something, man. He looks great. He looks fit. I will say, I even had to replay it a few times to make sure. Is that really Zion? I'm not sure. The last time I saw him, he was, 380 on a couch with Levine eating Mountain Dew and Doritos. So what I will say is that Zion is not going to be allowed to play for the rest of the season, even if he's doing self-alleys because the management and the staff are not going to risk an injury, especially in the playoffs and things get all heated and it's not the proper time to bring him back. And look how good the team's doing without him. They're going to be in a play-in against LeBum. And I think that's going to be fun. Now, um, what I was going to say, uh, yeah, but Zion, you know, he's a great player. And it, for the 63 games that he has played, he's averaging 22 points and seven rebounds. And that's not that bad of statistics, but because people still consider him a uh, first round bust because he hasn't played in so long. But he has played a good amount of games. And I look forward to seeing his progression next year. Just going to have to lose some weight, cut off the, the Doritos and Mountain Dew, keep doing the dunking and keep bending the floor. And I think you'll have NBA fans happy like me. So that is all I have to say about Zion. Oh, I mean, sending him out for the rest of the season, I think, is what's best for him, quite frankly, best for the franchise. And as far as him getting healthy goes, still going to be a long process, though. I know he looked good in that video still, like, Justin, like you said, but it's going to take a little bit longer process for him to get back into, like, actual basketball shape. Because do you remember when he first came to the league, how, how so aggressive he was in the paint? He was a monster. Like he could, he really could not be stopped. But I think I don't know what happened to him. Like I think maybe there's a slip. <laughs> I think I don't know. Maybe something like in his mind was saying, you know, maybe, maybe I can't do this, or maybe at my size I should stay like this. Like I don't know what he was thinking, but you know, I'm glad he's getting back into shape. I'm glad he's getting back into basketball form because honestly. I think this dude could really dominate in the league if he wanted to, as long as he keeps his like his health and his weight in check and stuff. This dude could be like a monster in this league play for the next like 10 plus years if if possible. Before we move on, to, I wanted to say a little segment off of the training stuff. We've seen training videos all the time. We've seen Ben Simmons launching, you know, 13 threes, but as soon as he gets out there, he can't do nothing. So obviously this video doesn't mean anything. You're on a basketball court with nobody else. Of course, it doesn't mean crap. So we'll see how he actually does. And I, I don't think he's ready yet to come back to hold the, the, the season. that's so fast paced. So many cool things happen. I don't think he's ready for it. But yeah, that's all I have to say. I mean, I, I don't understand why they don't send him to the G League. Don't they usually send players there to get back in shape? Because if he went to the G League, he'd probably average 93 points. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, like, <laughs> it get him moving. I feel like him competing True. against himself, like, it's not doing anything. And, like, the, when I saw that video, first thing I asked myself, I was like, how many takes was this? <laughs> I, I just was not impressed. I was like, why are they releasing this video? I was like, we need to see him in a jersey. Like, I don't care about him dunking. Like, I'm glad you can jump, but Zion, I mean, it's just a mess. Wish him well, though. <laughs> Isn't it ironic that he was like the cover of 2K in the same year? Yeah, like, he just yeah. was a bust. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's probably what he's been doing, just playing 2K all day with the Mountain Dew and Doritos. Uh, <laughs> I make commercials. I'm like, no. Find the Northern Pelicans. 
I'm picking up the phone and I'm calling the dumbest organization in the NBA. <laughs> and that is the Sacramento Kings. And I'm calling them. I'm saying, hey, Zion's finna be healthy. He's finna be real nice. Go ahead and give me some bonus and I'll give you Zion. And if I throw in some picks, go ahead and send me your disgruntled point guard, De'Aaron Fox. And I'll give you Malcolm Brogdon. And I'll give you Malcolm Brogdon. And then I will run a backcourt with CJ and De'Aaron and have Jonas Valanciunas and and Devontae Sabonis be my five and four. Brandon Ingram be my three. And I'm making I'll the tell West. you right now. And I'm making and, the West. You're, on, you're on the phone, right? You're on the phone. And I'm Sacramento Kings. And I put down the phone immediately think it's a prank call. Because no damn way I'm trading I'm Aaron Fox and Malcolm Brogdon. Malcolm Brogdon? Who? No, I ain't throwing away De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox is their young talent. That's their star. That's literally yeah. people got teachers. They so, said they, they, they drafted Tyrese Halliburton, who was better for them, and they traded him. So that – so you remind you. You're speaking as if though you're a smart organization. The Sacramento Kings are a stupid organization. <laughs> they had nothing but bigs, and what did they do? Draft bigs. Then they had nothing but guards. What did they do? Draft guards. They are by far the dumbest organization in the NBA. Not the worst, but they are the dumbest. I guarantee you that GM is like, oh, but we get Zion. Oh, we can get Malcolm Brogdon. We'll just draft another guard. That's exactly what they're doing. Right That's now, exactly. they don't need to pick up anything. They're not going to do a massive trade again because they've already traded. The, the biggest trade they've done in recent years is for Sabonis. And, again, and, again. And, right, and right now, they have the big man that can dunk in the paint and facilitate with Sabonis, say, an all-star. They have a shooter with Buddy Heald, and he's No, just they don't. Splashed. No, they don't. He's in Indiana. No, oh, yeah, don't. he traded away to Indiana. Dumb choice for them, right? Well, guess exactly. what? They got Aaron Fox, who can run it, and he's very fast. He can score. He's good at the He didn't want to be there. He didn't want to be there, though. Remember that. Like, the whole reason we thought De'Aaron Fox was getting traded instead of Halliburton is because De'Aaron Fox didn't want to be there. And they told Halliburton they wouldn't trade him. So, again, you're speaking as if, though, you're a smart organization. You have to put, your, you have to put yourself as a dumb organization. No, I know he's not. But if I'm the Pelicans, I'm calling the dumbest organization because I have CJ, Brandon Ingram. I cannot afford to wait on a guy who does not take working out and being in shape seriously. I'm sorry. He doesn't. I know he's young. I know he was about to be 22 this year. So I get it. Like, it is what it is. But that's your job, my guy. Like, college, they made you go to workouts. Ain't nobody doing that here. You getting paid all this money, all these contracts, all these endorsement deals. You're, that's expected of you, my guy. Like, literally, you have – that is your only job. Like, you don't have to go – like, it's basketball. You don't have to go work a nine-to-five or put a suit on. You Like, you literally – all you have – if all I, I – if I got paid tons of money and all I had to do was play basketball or work out, oh, my goodness. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. The amount of times I'd be in the gym. Like, I'm sorry. So, I'm calling the dumbest organization because I recognize as soon as they got CJ, they, they're in the play in now. As soon as they got him, they turned around and now they're in the play. I have Brandon Ingram, oh, who's nice. Devontae Graham can come off my bench if I get another point guard. Even if I don't get De'Aaron Fox, I'm getting Sabonis, and I'm probably getting – shoot, give me De'Aaron Fox. You keep calling the Kings the dumbest organization. I would say the Pelicans would be the dumbest organization to trade away a future superstar. The guy is a body type we've never seen in the, NF, in, in the NBA. Man can do part-time. 
And it's not going to last. All I'm going to say is why would it's you trade away last. a future superstar? Because for, it's not going to last. Because it's not going to last. I guarantee you. I guarantee you, bro. I guarantee you. Everybody, everybody, everybody feels like first of, all, NBA, first of all, I doubt it. First of all, Zion, even when he was playing, wasn't all that. But I didn't want to go there. So you're saying a future superstar, like, bro? They have CJ, Brandon Ingram. They have Zion. They have Jonas. Why would the hell? Because I can get some, because I can get somebody who's already an all star who will help me win more now. Because anytime people try to wait, does it always work out? Like everybody can't be the Warriors. You know what I mean? When's the last time we've seen teams just draft, wait, and then all of a sudden they win? Like everybody can't be the Warriors. And even then, after two years, what did they do? They went and got KD. You know what I mean? Like you can't, like you can't, if you want to compete, like the Grizzlies right now were probably the best example of that. But even then, they're not winning. They're not winning. The Suns, they got Chris Paul. And that and everybody knows Chris Paul makes that much of a difference. He took a Thunder team to a five seed. That's so true. I'm saying, yeah, y'all calling Zion a future superstar. I ain't seen it yet. I don't believe it. Even when he was playing, I don't believe it. And then when he comes back, how much in shape is he going to be? How is How good is he going to be? I don't know. I don't know. So if I'm getting somebody who I know will make a difference on my team right now, it's because, like, why am I waiting? Like, why am I waiting? Like, for what? Like, I'm looking at, I'm looking at this team and I say, wow, as soon as we got CJ, we started making the playoffs, or at least the play-in, rather. And they have a pretty good chance for to make guard, That would make zero sense. They don't need another guard. Devontae Graham isn't them. a star. I'm, okay, take out De'Aaron Fox. I'm definitely getting Sabonis. And if I'm lucky, I'll get Harrison Barnes and put him on the bench. And now I'm six deep, seven deep, eight deep. Easy. Because Jose Alvarado's nice. Devontae Graham is, he's cool. He's not the greatest starting point guard, but he's cool. So I'm seven, eight deep. And now now we, now we I got and two, two, three all-stars. Back there with Valentino, yeah, no, I'm, I'm. That's it's what good I'm. Good luck convincing Sabonis that I had to sell his house in Indiana and buy just a new one in Sacramento, <laughs> just to sell it again and buy a new one in New Orleans. But you're right. If you, you want, know, if he, you want to win, he will. I guarantee you, he didn't want to go to Sacramento, but he did. I think he's doing great in Sacramento, and I truthfully believe Pelicans Sacramento ain't going to trade with each other at all. They and wouldn't. I'm just saying that's what I. They wouldn't. So that's yeah. what I would do. So to wrap this up, the last thing we're going to talk about. Did Kayla get to talk about? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I thought you did. I mean, I just have nothing. I don't think any team would take Zion. And, and I don't think the Pelicans should trade him. They put all that work and to get him into a tiny bit of shape? No. Sure. I don't think you can get anything um, in the trade that, like, can replace him. I mean, I know. I just don't think it's smart. I mean, as much as I would love for him to go, but I just don't think it's smart. He's, I think he's it's just taking up space, but I just don't think – we can get anything back that's valuable for like his work. It's just not smart. It's not smart. And it's just, you know, it's why, you know, we're not NBA uh, NBA management. (laughs) When we circle back to this in two years time and Zion isn't the same and everybody's calling him a bust, I want y'all to remember that I said that you should have traded him before he stepped back on the court before his value decreases. Because Sabonis would be a great replacement on this team and would fit beautifully. 
But oh, nevertheless, I, I don't think they yeah, will. I really think they should trade for Cat. Like, I think Ew, maybe. Stop. Ew, stop. Stop. I support that. Oh, my goodness. I support oh, that. Oh, my goodness. Please Uh-oh. don't. Don't. We're not doing that today. I'm going to bring Cat We're not. to the Pelicans, and I'm going to get it changed. Yes, we're me. not. We're not. Hey, you'd be good on the Timberwolves, though. Yeah. We're not we're not doing that with Carl Anthony Towns today. Not today. <laughs> so, <laughs> last thing we're going to talk about is, unfortunately, we're going to talk about LeBron again because he is the leading scorer in the NBA. At the age of 37. Yep. Sure, at the age of 37. Congratulations, my guy. He has. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead and get your LeBron love off. Go ahead and okay. get it off. Get it off. Look. Look, look, look. I'm I'm a big I'm gonna just say it right now. And if Jordan's listening, sorry man. I'm I'm a hate I'm a big LeBron hater, like straight up. But I'm right now, I'm my mind is being blown because the guy I is leading the school, leading in the league in scoring. He's had 38 points in past two games, right? And then he had 36 game before that. He's really going all out, but hey, what can we expect from the man? Everyone else on his team can't deliver. And the and the Lakers, you know, hey, I love seeing a hey, one thing I want to mention, you know, Russell Westbrook had a little post-game interview. He's showing off his sweater that his son made up. That was cute. Like I love seeing Russ happy. Like we need to see more Russ happy, right? Instead of all y'all shaming him and blaming him for the Are this you a Lakers fan? No. Oh, I'm not okay. a Lakers fan. I okay, I just wanted lose. to ask before I... No, 100% I want to see Lakers lose, but there's only two other people that are over that age of uh, that have school, been the leading scorer at the, in the age of the 30s, and that's MJ, Curry, and uh, LeBron. LeBron. There are three of them now. And LeBron is just... I'm just surprised. He's just doing really impressive things. Um, and it's crazy. You saw that dunk on Kevin Love, man. Oh, my God. His head was at the rim, and that, that was impressive. But I think I got I'm getting a timeout called by uh, by Isaiah. Oh no, I'm not. No, I'm clapping. I'm, I'm, oh, you're clapping. clapping. Like, congratulations. No, no, no. You're good. I was letting you get it off. Yeah, but no. Um, but that's but individual talents are not gonna they are not gonna just lead this perfect team this team. And I don't know how they're gonna beat that young core of the Pelicans in the play in, which is, looks like they're gonna do. Um, and I think Kayla's excited about the Pelicans, right? Um, so <laughs> good for the Pelicans. <laughs> That's me. Uh, you know, I've been watching LeBron James since he first entered the league. I don't as much as I don't like him running teams, I do love him as a player. Him past him now being the all-time leading leader in scoring means a lot. Because you're passing so many all-time late greats like Kareem and Jordan and all of them guys. It finally kind of really, really brings a reality of how great this man is. But as hard as him being a Laker, he should get out. I love, I, I like LeBron, don't get me wrong. But the fact that you created your own team that you thought was going to work and function right with veterans who've been in the league 10 plus years and you still ain't trying to get, and still ain't getting the job done, you got to go. You have got to go, go somewhere where you will get your chance, your last chance to get a ring, and and get out of the league. That's all we'll say. Um. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a huge accomplishment for him. Like, good job and everything. But I'm just not a fan of LeBron. And like, I feel like it's almost kind of like I don't want to say sad, but he probably shouldn't be needing to play this hard for the end of his career. It's just because his team sucks. 
And back to the Westbrook thing, he needs to be talked to crazy. Like, that man is not good. Justin, I don't know. Like, I just can't believe you said that. That's all I really have to say. And Westbrook over his whole career has averaged five turnovers, and everyone's talking about how he can't handle the ball and all these things. Man's always been doing this. And I mean, he's hitting the ball off the side of the back. (laughs) Last time I did that was probably when I was playing. LeBron LeBron hit the ball off the side of the backboard, but nobody said nothing. But if it was Westbrook, it would be all over ESPN. And they because he's done it. LeBron hits the side of the backboard, and yeah, okay, okay. But Russell Westbrook, he probably does that like every game. Like I just can't. Mm, mm. It's just I just can't. Put <laughs> Isaiah's not taking this lightly. <laughs> like that, huh? Isaiah's not taking this lightly. So there's three things I'm gonna say about all this. <laughs> so first of all, stop blaming Russell Westbrook. The blame needs to go on LeBron. Kobe, you said you went to a team and. He needs to go to another team. No, he needs to go to another team and stop trying to be the GM and let the GM do their jobs. Mm -hmm. Because I guarantee you, if they would have did their jobs, this team would be in the playoffs because they wouldn't have lost Kuzma. They wouldn't have lost KCP, maybe Harrell, but they would have got somebody else. They probably still get Malik Monk. And this team plays defense and has better offensive contributors. They would have had Buddy Hill. But LeBron vetoed that. LeBron vetoed that. The the only reason Buddy Hill is not a Laker is because of LeBron. The only reason DeMar DeRozan is not a Laker is because of LeBron. Why? Because he wanted Russ. So don't get mad at us and don't blame anybody else for the team that you constructed, my guy. You are the reason they're here. So this roster, the reason y'all say it sucks is LeBron's fault. Mm-hmm. Even when AD was there, they still sucked. This team they doesn't play defense. They have no shooting, no spacing. And they could have. They could have. But LeBron vetoed it. So this is LeBron's fault. And I would say, yeah, LeBron's, it's, it is LeBron's fault in the building of this team. But it also comes down these play. I mean, I don't think LeBron's responsible for, like, for example, how Carmelo performs on a nightly basis, right? Like those things like performance on a, on a, in a game to game basis. I don't think he's responsible for that unless he has the ball the whole time or unless all the plays are around LeBron, then obviously it will affect. Which him. has happened I, before. Yeah. Which has happened before. But I think um, like, for example, players like, like they pick like Carmelo, bro, Carmelo, I'm, I'm going to be straight up with you. Like this is a message heart to heart, man. Like you're getting pretty old, man. And I'm going to need you to like play like this is your like last season. Like try your hardest. Can you say the same thing to LeBron, please? Yeah, I want to say the same thing to LeBron. Because he's not, he's not playing like it's his last. Because if anything, Carmelo, for what he is now, he's actually doing pretty good. He's probably one of the bright spots for this team. Yeah. Yeah. But I remember the Carmelo that was like the star player of the Knicks. And then now it's like Carmelo. Yeah, he's not there anymore, but Blazers Melo was fantastic. Blazers Mellow was fantastic. And the Nuggets, he's, you're right. And the Nuggets. Yeah, he's not Nuggets Mellow no more. That was forever years ago. So, but Blazers Mellow yeah. was great. And that's what they got. That's what they got. So, second thing, and I'll wrap this up soon. Second thing, LeBron doesn't play defense. He doesn't. And it's effort. It's not that he can't defend. This is just straight effort. LeBron will get mad at everybody else for not playing defense and miss rotations consistently because he's just that lazy. And we know his IQ. We know he's good. We know he knows where everything is supposed to happen. You hear all the stories. So it's effort. 
And I don't care how old you are. If you are not in a position where you can at the least give effort on both ends of the floor, you should not be playing. You should not be getting paid to play a profession where somebody else in that spot will at least give effort. Yeah. Last and final thing. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, you're in the middle of your point. No, no, no. Last and final thing. LeBron averaging 30 and all that cool. I have two words for it. Empty stats. Free throws. (laughs) Empty stats. (laughs) And you want to know why it's empty stats? Because they're losing. Any other player averaging 30 and they're losing, it would mean nothing. It's borderline the same. It's borderline the exact same argument I have about Carl Anthony Towns. Borderline. He's not Carl Anthony Towns because he's won chips and been the best player on his team countless times. But what he's doing this year is borderline Carl Anthony Towns. Unimpactful. Empty stats. When Bradley Bill averaged 30, nobody was talking to, talking about him like this. Why? Because they barely made the they barely made the playoffs. They were in the play-in. They barely made the playoffs. So I couldn't call it empty stats because they made the playoffs. But if they would have missed it, everybody would be calling it empty stats. Everybody and their mother would be calling it empty stats. That's what LeBron's doing. They're 10 games under 500. 10. Yeah. yeah. What I, don't, say, I don't even think there's 10 games left in the regular season. I don't, I don't think there is, no. What I will say is that if you think of players that are averaging 30 points a game or even the leading score in the league, you were right, Isaiah. They have made impacts. When you think about Kevin Durant, just to, you know, before his injury, leading score, he was averaging 33 points a game or something like that. And they were in the top three, top four in the Eastern Conference when he was healthy and a leading scorer. What you see now is you see apparently the GOAT in most people, in some people's opinion, or the king of the NBA. Well, he's the leading scorer now, and where is he? Well, he is a playing against the Pelicans in the play-in, which I would have never imagined in my entire life. Now, no, I, I, I do remember uh, there was a very fond memory that was years ago when I remember LeBron didn't make the playoffs at all, and I was just jumping oh, yeah. up and down, like super ecstatic. On the like, Lakers? <laughs> Yeah, on the Lakers. Yeah. That year, one when year he got, he when he got when he got hurt, when he got hurt. Yes, because they were a four seed before. He I don't got even hurt. remember. I don't even remember when it was that. It was when they had Kuzma. I mean, not yeah, his first year. Yeah, his first year in LA. Yeah, and you know, I okay. Here's the one thing I got to say about LeBron right now, and this is off topic a little bit, but the one thing that makes you one of the greatest of all time, and this is not, we're not having to go to bed right now. But right now is you gotta it's it's your personality and the way you act off the court as well. And if you see, uh, there's been multiple cases where LeBron on podcasts and on live radio shows have said that he thinks that he is the greatest of all time. And I'm gonna tell you right now, if you I think should. that, you okay? Most people should think that about themselves. But the way that he right now, I'm gonna tell you right now. When I remember, I remember when MJ was asked if he was the greatest of all time after he won six championships. Two three peats. What he said, he said every position and every player and every time period has their own their own skills, and I can't compare myself to other players of other positions and other. Shows. So all I'm gonna say, mm-hmm. oh look look at that's all what he said. said. That's, that's what, what he said. That's not what he thinks. <laughs> yeah, but that's just how you act on of course. And we can't forget that LeBron. The only reason he came to freaking LA is because he wanted to film another Space Jam movie. So I don't even know why he's in LA anymore. Why don't you leave Hollywood? Stop being a celebrity. Stop trying to build a school. Why don't you go out and win a championship like it's your job? Why don't you go back to Cleveland? No, you know it's funny. Once no, LeBron he does not need to go, go back to Cleveland. No, he's gonna he go does. wherever Bronny goes. And wouldn't this be funny? Watch Bronny go to like you know the Kings. Wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> 
So even better, yeah. watch, the, watch the Timberwolves draft Bronny. That would oh, be amazing, wouldn't uh, that? Oh no. Oh no. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, that's all I have to say. Nah. Um, everything that's going on this year with this Lakers team is LeBron's fault, and I need y'all to stop blaming Russell Westbrook. Um, Russell he Westbrook, deserves, he deserves Russell Westbrook is playing the exact same way he's been playing all, all his life in OKC, in Houston, in Washington, but because he's next to LeBron, and nobody, everybody's too scared to blame LeBron because, oh no, we can't blame LeBron. He's 37. Russell Westbrook is his easy scapegoat, and he's been the easy scapegoat since KD went to uh, the Warriors because... It's easy. To Period. Blame. Nobody was blaming Russell Westbrook before when he was leading that team when KD got hurt, but it's okay. So stop blaming Russell Westbrook. It's you can't problem. look at him and say he's not playing. He's playing well. You can never say never said he him. was playing well. But okay, so he deserves a little. I think the whole team. I think the whole team's at fault. I think everyone has a blame in it. I think I the think main reason just, is I think the main problem is LeBron. LeBron. I think he has a big portion of it, but I think a lot of other like people sixty percent of it. And then you can okay. say twenty. You can say twenty to to Westbrook, and then the other twenty to everybody else. But no, LeBron, because this is LeBron's fault. He wanted this team. He knew AD was a liability, and he got somebody who A couldn't shoot, and B plays the same way. Unfortunately, he's just missing more shots. But like he's missing like two more shots than I think he usually does. Like he's Here's only averaging eighteen, and I think he usually averages like twenty-two. So yeah, I, you literally perfect right on the stack. Russell Westbrook right now is averaging 18.1 points per game. His career average is 22 points per game. He averaged his whole entire career 4.1 turnovers. In this season, he's averaging 3.8. So he's actually doing better. Than he's doing average. the same thing. He just, you know he's never been a shooter. Point. Yeah. Yeah. And this is over 1,014 games played, by the way, that stat. So it's pretty good. And what I would say is even the crazier thing is that his career average for field goal percentage is 43.7, right? Guess what it is this season? 43.7. It's 43.7. So he's playing the exact same way that he's been playing. He just misses two more shots a game. And they get blown out. It's called recency bias. We've seen it all the time. Recency bias. Now with social media and everything like that, you think something's happening more than ever. It's not. Absolutely. Ever since KD left the Warriors, Russell Westbrook has always been the scapegoat. So it's tough. But that has been another episode of Claws to the Wall. Uh, Thank y'all for tuning in. Again, if you're watching on YouTube, like, comment, subscribe. Listen on Apple or Spotify, leave a rating, leave a review. We want to hear what y'all got to say. I have been your host, Isaiah Garner. I was joined by Justin, Kobe, and Kayla. Thank y'all for tuning in, and we'll catch y'all next time. Yeah.